this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. And I'm really excited because when you're listening to this, we will have a new president. Officially. (laughs) Officially. Don't say it too loud because I feel like <laughs> don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we have good. A new, new I know. World. But you know what? It's, it's Monday night. It's a brand new week. You guys are going to hear this towards the end of the week. And I feel like now, after our first episode of 2021, when in between better. our recording and the release, there was a violent mob that tried to attack the Capitol building. And knowing that there is a large presidential event planned for mm-hmm. this week, who knows what could happen? Anything yeah. could happen. Anything could happen. And I apologize in advance if you're I hope listening it to this and the crap hit the fan. Okay. Right. I apologize so, in advance if you're listening to this from like a panic room. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. Funny, not funny. <laughs> funny, not funny. But here we are. You know what? I noticed. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of news podcasts. And I try to vary my news. Scott and I try to be very good about that. Like we'll watch Fox News sometimes like for a mere moment just to see what they're doing. And, but most of my podcasts are kind of like, I've checked the, is the media bias chart still an accurate way to check where your news comes from? I I mean, I think so. And I think that they update it pretty regularly. Okay, good. So I always look at the media bias chart to make sure that my news is not far, far left. left. Right. So I listen to NPR, I listen to the Daily, uh, New York Times, and then I'll listen to some other podcasts sometimes like NBC, ABC, whatever. And so I've noticed, and I may be jinxing this too, but as of today, they're not talking about the president. They're not talking about him. Like they're, they're moving on. They're talking about Kamala. They're doing interviews with Kamala. They're talking about Biden's rollout to, vac- to vaccinate the entire United States. Like it feels really good. Right. To not have that negativity in my ears first thing in the morning. I know that's my choice. But like every day, that's you hear some catastrophe. I'm very excited to not have that. Well, I mean, who knows if we'll still be hearing catastrophes, but... Well, you know what I mean. Yes, The, right. the person who's like causing most of the catastrophes. You don't have to hear his voice yeah. anymore. Right. I know. I, I was getting to the point where I just like couldn't even hear his voice and it would create this like just knee-jerk reaction that if I heard it on the radio, I would just have to change the channel. Yeah. And I was like, I can't have this stress reaction so much anymore. Okay. One thing though... And some people have called this out, and I've been curious about it. Why are we calling Joe Biden Biden, but Kamala Harris Kamala? Oh, I didn't know that. I'm just curious. Like, it's just like everybody's doing it, and we don't call her Harris, but we call Joe Biden. I think that's how he, I think that's kind of how he, his brand was Biden. Her brand was like Kamala Harris. I don't know. He's like Joe, you know, like. I haven't really paid attention, though, I guess. Yeah. And I think most people, I mean, every, most people refer to him as Biden. And then a lot of people refer to, you know, then most people refer to her as Kamala. And I just, it's just an observation that I've made. Huh. I think it's interesting. She in the interviews calls him the president elect. And she, she's, I think she's doing a really good job because I know people who will criticize her think that she's going to take over. Right. (laughs) For whatever wrong perception they have about her, they're like, she's just going to take over. She does a very good job of talking about Joe Biden. being the president. So this is Joe's decision because I think there's just so much of like, well, she ran for president, so she's got an agenda. It's going to be Kamala's agenda. Part of me is like, yeah, good. She's got a great agenda. Yeah, I would love that. I think that's (laughs) ideal. I think that's what we deserved. And instead we got another old white guy. (laughs) Just another old white guy. Isn't that a song? Uh, No, you're thinking pretty fly for a white guy, I think. (laughs) 
was no. close. That was close. That oh, was no. close. No, so far. So far. <laughs> I'm really impressed you remember that though. You like like pulled that. <laughs> I don't you know, I think it's like the head motion you did. I was like, oh there's that's a pretty fly for a white guy. Head move. Everybody does that pretty fly. Like the move for fly for a white That's guy. The move. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's that too song much. was also, it came out when I was like, gosh, I'm going to have to look out when it came out. Because Middle school? Because I was like in college. I think it was before that. It came oh, really? out in 1998. So I was 10 years old for most of 1998. Yeah. And I was in college. The offspring were like the closest thing to a punk band that like was mainstream sure. that and like fifth grade Claire was like I'm so hardcore I'm listening to Offspring <laughs> and I know that I didn't get any of like the drug references or sex references but so I remember totally. listening to that song on like my Walkman or oh, like at man. the mall that's so funny I listened to so much Pearl Jam when I was in junior high and Nirvana mm. I will never forget when I first heard Smells Like Teen Spirit I was in my garage because we lived in my garage like not really lived but like we were that always like out there because my dad was always in the garage working on stuff. My brother's friends loved my dad. So we'd always hang out in the garage. And I remember my brother playing that song and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And everyone's like, this is the best. And oh, the grunge era was so cool. Okay. Speaking of music today, I asked Scott, I was like, he always asks what we're, what our topics are, even though every time, for the, past, too. Every time. Almost, for the past almost eight years that we've been recording, I'm like, I don't know. We yeah. never have a plan. And Brand- so he's like, no, Brandon's always like, what do you guys talk about? I'm like, why don't you even ask that question anymore? Because the answer's going to be the same. I have no idea. Listen to it. But Scott won't listen to this. But uh, he, he's like, what are your topics? I'm like, uh, and I said, he said, are you going to talk about the inauguration? I'm like, maybe. And I said, are you going to talk about the inauguration? So now I just start flipping it on him. I'm like, what do you want to say about the inauguration? He's like, well, I think art is going to have a huge renaissance after all of this is over. Okay. Meaning like, I'm like, okay, I can appreciate that. So he thinks there's going to be like a huge wave of amazing art that came out of this Trump sure. era and pandemic. And I can't wait for it. Because if Taylor great. Swift has a third album, by God. I know, right? If, if we got two <laughs> albums from Taylor in the thick of it, imagine what she can come out with right? in the aftermath. It's going to be amazing. So that's what he thinks. There's going to be this huge renaissance of art. He can't wait for it. I think he's that's like, great. He thinks that he worries about music, like making a comeback. He's like, people can consume art and like books and that type of thing. He worries about, I think he said he worries about music, like not making a comeback, but like kind of getting concerts. bolstered back up because like concerts went away and like mm-hmm. there really was no like great way to consume live live events that way but Mm -hmm. right like there's only so many times you can be like oh my god alicia keys is going live on facebook right exactly yeah exactly so today when we're recording this is martin luther king jr day and i have really been encouraged not encouraged but just found it very interesting to see people posting a lot of his like less popular quotes or the popular quotes but in context Mm -hmm. and it's crazy to me Again, it's actually not crazy to me because I've been, you know, thinking and reading about this stuff for the last now almost a year. But for Martin Luther King Jr. in particular, I read a tweet this morning that was like, MLK Day is the original black square. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. Yeah. And, you know, for everyone just posting like the darkness cannot cannot drive out darkness. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. And I thought it was timely also with all the capital riots and like all of these people being convicted. And, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, my neighbor, you know, I can't come to find that my neighbor was there. This guy went to high school was there or whatever. I, my neighbor was not there to be clear. But right, right, as an right. example, 
Sure. And like my mom was telling me that my like stepdad's brother, the town he lives in is like very conservative and the sheriff's son was arrested for being in the, in the like for having stormed the Capitol. And everyone in the town, instead of being like, whoa, maybe we should like take, uh, you know, a minute and think about the things that we as Critique, a town. Yeah, right. Critique they were like, something. instead, they all went, oh, my God, I can't believe that guy was Antifa. Oh, dear God. Yeah. And so, really, yes. Instead of call your dad, you're in a call. Literally, literally. And then now, the the people who are like having these like armed protests, which like is your right, which yeah. I think is I don't I don't necessarily yeah. think you know whatever right. whatever. Stop it. Yeah. But <laughs> they're now starting to wear like f Trump shirts so that more people will be like, well, look, they're Antifa. They're trying Shut to up. dress, and like one of them had like a gay pride flag. They were wearing like they're trying to dress the way that they think that like quote unquote Antifa, which isn't real, oh, or whatever you want to think about Antifa, quote unquote like, Antifa as a wear. decoy. So yes, they're trying as to be like, hey, yes. we're proving the point that Antifa is real. This and is that the Antifa is the one who stormed the Capitol. Of course, yes. Oh my goodness gracious! It doesn't make any sense at all because uh-uh, now uh-uh. you, human, who are being taken photos of on every social media platform, everyone like, what's your end game here? Like yeah. everyone who they're going to see you and be like, wait a minute, that guy's carrying a gay pride flag. Wait a minute. Anyway, so there's just a lot of craziness continuing to happen. And, you know, we didn't solve anything by electing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Like, we didn't solve anything. Mm -hmm. And we just, I think, prevented absolute. I mean, we saw a glimpse of a little bit what we prevented. Sure, sure. But I wanted to take this opportunity to just bring all of this up because I don't know if if you've read a couple of the articles that have come out recently. Like, I think Apple News did one. Um, I think, like, Self, Self, L, one of those, like, fitness magazines did one that was talking about the role of like white women health and wellness influencers in spreading these conspiracy theories and that it's rooted in this type of personality that is very like, oh, like, I don't, you know, I don't believe in big pharma. I don't believe in, you know, like the traditional medical advice. I don't believe in the traditional establishments, like traditional education. You know, I want to ask all these questions, like, which is, that's fine. America and society is not perfect. And a lot of things are treated as one size fits all that are not one size fits all. But then QAnon and all of the conspiracy theories that orbit around that, their real tagline and thing that they do is they, they are like, you know, we invite you to do, quote unquote, do your own research. And so they're really snagging those women, and I say women because it's mostly women sure. who are in that headspace of like, I don't want to, vac- I don't want to vaccinate. I'm only, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the glyphosate and Cheerios, and you know, like glyphosate and Cheerios is real. Be worried about it. But who then are like, you know, I do my own research, and so that's kind of how they've been getting swept into this. And I had somebody the, the, remember that girl on my Instagram about Joe Biden who was like went crazy about like not wanting to vote for Joe Biden because he was going to force everybody to get vaccinated. Yeah, that that it was like that is how it starts. And so yeah. I wanted to bring that up because I feel like we tend to think like this problem of these radicalized like conservatives is far away from us because sure. we live in you know most of the people around us except for like a few notable outliers are like very much very similar to us or the differences that we do have an ideology we're very open about and we have conversations about and like it's not like conspiracy theory it's not whiffs of conspiracy theory right but that made me think like we actually are probably a lot closer to it than we think and a lot of people listening to this are probably a lot closer to it than they think and it's not enough 
to, what am I trying, like, how am I trying to say this? I want to challenge us and everyone listening to stop thinking that it's not your place to have that conversation or to make that comment or to ask that question or to call something out regardless of where you think it's going to go. You know, I think, I know we've said this a hundred times, like, well, I just don't want to put myself in that position because like, it's not going to go anywhere. Don't do that anymore. Like yeah, we do work, anymore. we've crossed the line as yeah, a society. Yeah. Things are like, we're on shaky ground. Yeah. And it's really like, if it's not our job, then whose job is it? Right. Who else is going to come in and, you know, talk to those, talk to people and say like, hey, listen, I heard you saying that you think that Joe Biden is going to force everyone to get vaccinated. Can I talk, you know, can we have a conversation about that? I think the other thing, the other thing that I read that I thought was really interesting. This is no longer about just saying this to your neighbor. This is saying this right. with like hundreds of thousands of followers. Like people yes. then be like, woo, you know, just like those dolls in the Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you have like, I mean, you know, we we see even like Sam Dancer, like he's been saying a lot of this type of thing, you know, and people have kind of like mentioned him to us and, and they were like, yeah, you know, he's always been like doing a lot of ayahuasca or whatever. But like that, he's a great example of like somebody who I think, and I have not been following him or, you know, I'm just using him as an example because yeah. he's been mentioned to us. But that type of person who's very like, I'm not going to just like follow my doctor's orders. I'm not gonna, just going to send my kids to public school. Like that's all fine. Right. Like and, challenging like, every single. Right. And like that, but like, where's the line then into like. Sure. And yeah. now I am like, you know, wearing a tinfoil hat every day. And like, yeah, it's like a little bit of crossing over from reality. Right. And it's just hard to know. But I think I know that I very much have had this feeling of like, well, I'm not going to say anything because like, what's it going to do? Like, I'm That's not going to think. Yeah. Like, it's not going to make a difference. Yep. Nothing gets solved on social media. Nothing gets like, solved. No, we've, how know, many times have we said passively that? A million browse. times. Yeah. Yeah. But I, then I think like. Yeah, and maybe nothing's going to get solved on social media. But at the same time, I know that like on my personal Instagram, I shared a ton of stuff about vaccines and like people's side effects from vaccines. And then even before that, I shared a bunch of stuff that I found interesting that was written by like science accounts that I follow about, you know, some of my concerns about how quickly the vaccine, you know, we talked about this, about how quickly the vaccine was distributed and was um, created. And a lot of people have said, hey, you know, I had a similar question about this. And now, you know, thank you for like finding this information because this helps me and it helps me talk about it. And even though, again, like maybe I'm not the one who's going to convince somebody to change their entire ideology, I might encourage someone else to encourage someone else. You know, like how many ripple effects does that have every time that you're the person who says, hey, listen, I hear that you're worried about this. Here's what I've heard. And here are the fact checked resources that I've gotten information from. Let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. And that's not always going to work. In fact, probably most of the times it's not going to do anything. But I just want to challenge us to speak up more about it, whoever you are and wherever you are, if you have, because that was the thing I think about this like capital incident and just everything recently is there have been so many articles that people have been writing about, like we have to stop this narrative that like quote unquote Trump country or whatever are just like a bunch of uneducated people in the South that like ultra conservatives and not even ultra conservatives and these like QAnon, they're just these like, you know, uneducated white guys living in their mom's basement snorting Cheeto dust. Right. Which is hard to not imagine that, but yeah. But like, yeah, that's not who these people are. Like they're, you know, they're, they, there are the sons of judges. They are, you know, veterans. They are like, Cops, they are, you know, they're educated and they're recruiting, white supremacists are recruiting on college campuses. And I mean, this is not like... I'm not an saying this. underground thing. This yeah. is not an underground thing. And I'm not saying like white supremacists are out there recruiting. Like they literally are. <laughs> they like, literally are. Yeah. Like literal like handouts of white supremacist materials have increased on college campuses. Like blatant? Like blatant? Yes. 
Yes. Really? Yes. Like, hey, we're right white supremacists. Come like, on. hey, white supremacist messaging. That's yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. if you're white, come to this thing. And like white European descent, right? Because like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the whole thing is that like white Middle Easterners have stolen all the whatever. Anyway, so, you know, the whole anti-Semitism thing. I mean, yeah. not whatever about anti-Semitism. Right, like, right, right, right. And so I think that who knows? Maybe right now I sound like a left wing, like conspiracy theorist. Where I'm like, the white supremacists are recruiting. But here's the thing. Here's what I really want to point out, too, is like even as we have this conversation, like I want to have a discussion with someone who can like an educated discussion and not a heated discussion. Like I mm-hmm. want to have a respectful conversation with someone who maybe not a white supremacist, but like yeah, no. a Republican who who thinks Joe Biden's going to force us all to get vaccinated. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just you know because we've we've gone from that we've gone from that conversation. I read an article about this too of just like this is no longer about politics. This is about mm-hmm. the deep deep issues of the United States that has just, it has just been bubbled to the surface. Like it's always been there, Mm -hmm. but we no longer can just have a conversation about politics. It's like, you can't talk to someone about Trump without the Trumpers being like coming at you with evil and spewing hate. And I think it's like, that's been my experience and that's my assumption. And I don't want to have that assumption. And I think that, you know, we thought like, well, once Trump is out of office, the like quote unquote Trumpers will go away. And we're seeing that that's not going to be the case. And that by Trumper, at this point, really what I mean and what I think we should be saying is white supremacist. However, it's not just like extremist white supremacist. And that is really, I think, what I have been thinking so much about recently is that like somebody doesn't just wake up and become white supremacist. They get there over time and it's not fact-based thinking. It's emotional thinking. It's based on your morals. It's based on your fears. And those things are super, super powerful. And they're, you know, it's important to make decisions based on your morals. But at what point is that value of sort of being anti-establishment, at what point does that cross the line into now you are willing to get violent, willing to, to spread misinformation, not caring about checking your sources and, you know, not caring and like kind of at what point does anti-establishment cross the line into every man for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's maybe it's special, like it's feeling special and it's feeling there's like this huge group. And yeah. so it's maybe not even questioning that because you maybe lean slightly towards the right any or like strongly towards the right. So you all of a sudden you have this group that's like willing to take you in. Mm-hmm. It's like back to that cult mentality where you're just like, I need a family. I need I need a place to belong. And I'm just like, this is just me right. throwing out ideas because I really try to understand this. But it's like, you, you need to feel like you belong. You maybe, if it's a male thing, it's like you need to feel powerful in some way. You have a cause to fight for. And when you have that many numbers of people saying the same thing, this is what you get. I just think I want to really ask us all to stop turning the other way and like worrying about agree to disagree. Oh, yeah. You know, like, disagree is like have, like, don't let yourself. And what's the line also, though? Like, what's the give and take between finally standing up and having those conversations for Versus going into a place of emotional burnout and of like absolute just energetic dump. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. that that's something that, you know, I need to work on. I need to figure out. But like, even if it's not, hey, go into social media and start leaving, you know, a bunch of comments on everybody's Instagram. But even if it's, hey, you know, it's it's not just like uneducated old white guys living in their basements, you know, with a 30 years worth of food in a bucket who were storming the Capitol. It's your sister's husband. Yeah. It's your coworker who's always kind of like posted weird right wing stuff on Facebook. It's your, you know, your neighbor who it's my neighbor from my hometown. Right. It's your neighbor from your hometown. Like, <gasps> it's, no. And it's just like, you know, 
if you still, if you're close enough to that person, stop thinking that some that it's not your job. Okay, so here's my question because I've been thinking about this a lot too. Is when if I was to go to this person and I don't know him that well anymore, but like let's pretend I knew him very well, and when that person is like so into his beliefs, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy when I come to him and be like, hey, I'm really concerned about what you're posting and tell me what, what you're thinking right now for him to be like, you're trying to change my mind and like automatically be defensive and be like, you leftist, this is what you do. You're trying to, Honestly, like, it's that, that thing of like, they think right. we're crazy type of mentality. At that point, my question would be to you, like if that guy were to walk into a government building and blow himself up or, you know, some like super extreme super activity, extreme. Yeah. would, how would, would you rather think I tried to reach out to him yeah. or wow, I saw that coming, you know, for like, sure. for sure. And I think at that point, it does sort of become a little bit not completely altruistic of like, yeah. I want to feel also like I'm ma- I'm making an effort. Yeah, and just being like, are you okay? Are you are, okay? Yeah. Are How are you doing? Like, you know, slipping a note to them under the counter. Do right. you need help? Do you need help? <laughs> and I also think that that's a huge assumption to think that, you know, immediately that's just going to be. Yeah, that's my fear. Yeah. But I think and I think that's, that's valid. Yeah. And I think that that is, you know, maybe that person is far enough away from you that it doesn't matter and it wouldn't make a difference. And again, like I know that what I just said about him, like blowing himself up, like that's like a crazy, very extreme yeah, yeah, example. Yeah. And I'm right, not right. saying that like that's no. what we're up against here. But I just mean that like for every post or comment or interaction that I've seen by someone that I know that I have thought, whew, that's weird. Yeah. I want to challenge myself to go, you know, to comment back, just a quick comment back that's like, hey, this is inconsistent with what I've seen. Yeah. And, or, hey, I was, I was, you know, talking about this with somebody and, you know, with somebody else that maybe we mutually know. And that's not how I, I heard this, inf- this same information, you know, and just like trying to open it up. And I think what I was saying earlier about it, like not necessarily being morals, being facts-based, but being morals and values-based is that no matter how many facts you come at a lot of those people with, that's not what's going to change it. And so what is going to change it? I don't know. I think we're yeah, all that, trying to figure that out collectively right now. That's what I have a hard time with is we're stuck in our feelings. We're not looking at facts. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just so stuck in those feelings that we're not just looking at the facts. And then, of course... When facts are questioned, especially when you have a leader who makes facts look like they're not facts, I mean, of course, there's a snowball effect, but it's just really hard. You know, I have a, what I would consider a good friend, actually, from my hometown, just spewing horrible things on Facebook that I had to block her for 30 days. You know how you, mm-hmm. that's you the like beautiful thing of like snoozing people for 30, 30 days. And she wrote me and she was like, because she saw my posts and I will passive aggressively, passive aggressively post things sometimes just to be like, I hope they see this. It will not change a thing, but that's just me as a human. And she wrote to one of my posts one time, I think this was like around the election. And she was like, you know, I wasn't sure about Trump for a long time. And then so, I, you know, I, I wondered why everybody didn't like him. So I started doing my own research. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, it was just like the things that she was spewing was like verbatim conspiracy stuff. Right. And she, well, and that's the thing. That's the, like that. There it is. There's that line doing my own research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I said, how many sources have you searched? You know, right. you should get a variety of sources. And she didn't respond. And I said, she goes, I, I encourage you to do your research. And I said, I do on a daily basis from multiple different sources. Where do you do yours from? And she never responded. And it was just like, ah. Right. Ah. But like, I think that's a great example of not, we wait to make a move until we think we know it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's not going to, you know, we need to stop doing that because that has resulted in this situation we're in now where a lot of people are going very unchecked in both directions, but I think left and right, but we're really seeing it right now in the right are just going unchecked. And, you know, who knows at what point if it ever would have made a difference. But I know for me, like there are things that I have strongly believed in my life that I then, you know, over time, as I started to see other people who I respect, who were posting things that were like, maybe this isn't quite right. Like, I think a good example of that maybe would be like a home birth, like, you know, and that's not not political, but talk about emotions over facts, right? Mm -hmm. That I think is a scenario where over time I started to be more open to it and started to be more interested in in it. And then eventually, you know, ended up going on that path and having a really good experience. But like, and I think another example would be like the, the vaccine. Like I was thinking like, I don't want to get this thing. Like even Brandon was like, I don't know if I'm going to get this in the first year that it's out. Like I'm not high risk. I'm worried about the timeline. And as soon as we started opening our, you know, kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to start listening to what other people are saying about this. That was when my mind was changed. And yeah. it nobody like reached out to me and said, hey, no, that's not true. Somebody did reach out to me. I posted something on Instagram stories and was like, I get it. It's scary. Like the vaccine was was created in a, a record amount of time. Like that seems ridiculous to me. I don't know how I feel about that. And somebody reached out to me and was like, hey, I saw that you were worried about this. Here's some information about it. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, that's a great way to just respond to, oh, I saw you post about this. Here's some more information. Right. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. You know, guys, like, I don't know what the answer is, but I want to stop. I want us to stop. And this is me. We have said on the podcast a hundred times, like, you know, so nothing can be accomplished on social media. Maybe something can. Like, I just feel like it's time to start trying. It's time to start trying. It's time to start trying. And I just want to give a um, plug for not that she needs a plug, but I'm just going to mention a podcast episode that I really, really thought was important for this time. It's very timely. And it basically it's okay. So it's Brene Brown's Unlocking Us. If you haven't heard it, just go listen to this episode. So it was the episode from Wednesday, January 13th. And it's the title is Brene on Words, Actions, Dehumanization and Accountability. And it's really just her speaking her mind, but I encourage everybody to listen to it. Brene Brown is an expert. She's a doctor of social work, has done a ton, a ton of research, like over 20 years of research on behavior, really. And something that I just want to point out was what she talks about of shame over accountability. And something that really resonated with me was when she said, it's so, so hard, or it's so, so easy to go to shame when all of this is going on. And she spoke specifically about what happened at the the Capitol and how it's so easy. And she's like, and hey, if if it worked... I would do it every day. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm just being honest with you. I would shame people till I'm blue in the face because there's a part of me that just like, like, oh, I got you. She's like, but it doesn't work. For instance, being like, how dare you, you white supremacists, blah, blah, blah. I mean, of course you like, of course there's white supremacists. That's a bad thing. But like even saying to someone like that guy that posted on my Facebook. Right. Even to be like, wow, you sound like a white supremacist right now. Yeah. That's not going to do that's, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. It's like the shame is not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. She's like, so if I knew it worked, I would do it. But shame never works. So we have to be holding people to account. And so she talks all about that. I really encourage everybody to listen to it. It's only a half hour episode. It was great. And it just kind of gave my mind a reframe because it's so my go to with all this is, you know, in my professional life, when I'm talking to people in my therapy hat world, it's so easy for me to preach what we should do. But when I am like in my life and just reacting to this stuff, I'm so angry 
And I'm so mad that shit like this still goes on. Like, I'm just angry. That's not going to do anything. Right. <laughs> and so it was really good to kind of be like, all right, so how do we start holding people accountable for their actions. And I love what you've said, Claire, over the over the years of just being like, you don't get to do things and just not suffer the consequences. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to just say crap and then be like, oh, you don't deal with the consequences, like everything that Trump has done, or people who, you know, anything. Yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah. Like you do whatever you want, but you're going to have like, consequences are consequences right like like yeah you have freedom of speech you have freedom to choose you have freedom to do all these things but you're not free from the consequences of those choices that you make exactly the one other thing that i just want to kind of end this part of the conversation with is Mm -hmm. that no one out there has all the answers and so don't feel like you can't enter the conversation because you don't know enough and then i also think that we as a society need to remind ourselves what research actually means. You know, we say that like, oh, Brene has done 20 years of research. If somebody tells you I've been doing my own research and that process has taken them less than several years. And I mean, I'm not saying like, don't go out there and look at different sources of information, but that's not what research is. No, 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 no. It's reading articles. So yeah, it's that's a good having point. a hypothesis yep. and then consuming a body of work and also doing your own independent data gathering through experiments or interviews or, you know, through primary sources, interpreting data and interpreting yeah. data to either prove or disprove your hypothesis. It's not, you know, reading a couple of articles on Fox News because you're liberal and think, oh, I just need to hear the other opinion. Nope. And now this validates what I really, what I believed. Like, Mm-mm. or any, you know, any combination of those things. So I want to also stop using that term like, oh, just do your own research because that right. makes the process of gathering conclusions that have already been made from a variety of sources sound a lot more important than it really Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And I'm, again, not saying don't go out and gather different conclusions and assimilate them and make your decisions based on the things, but understand that that's not what research is. Yeah. Yeah. And I would ask just for more critical thinking. I think that we've lost, it's a lost art. It is. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on a little bit, Moving Um, moving right along. So another pretty big topic uh, we're going to talk about this week is commenting on other people's bodies. Dun, da, da, da. Dun, da, da, da. So last week, Joy posted something on Instagram about how she was like, I really take for granted. And I don't know why I'm the one telling this. You're the one who wrote it. But like, I really, you know, take for granted all like the years that I spent putting my body through so much diet culture BS and now having to, to heal and figure out this autoimmune disease is really like pulling that to the forefront from you. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of the gist? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I was at the gym and I was like, man, I just don't take your health for granted. I just kind of wanted to put like a personal experience out there for people who, and it really was tied to some guilt I felt about, God, I just put so much stress on my body about, you know, diet culture when this whole time, maybe that was stressing my body and Mm -hmm. causing this. You know, you can go down that rabbit hole, but I just really felt like, Hey, people, like stop stressing out over your bodies and stop, be grateful for your health. Be grateful for what your body can do today. Right. And like that we are so critical of every little thing. And in response to that, a a good amount of people left comments or wrote messages to us, effectively saying like, Joy, you look great. 
And I don't know if you're comfortable sharing this number, but you've lost a lot of weight since you, mm-hmm. de- you know, since you unknowingly started developing this. How much weight mm-hmm. have you lost? Uh, about 20 pounds. Which is a big percentage for you. Yeah. And that's also why I didn't want to like necessarily put a pound number on it, but like no, yeah, yeah. a large percentage my, of your body weight. For my body weight, for sure. Yeah. And you're somebody, you're tall, you're lean, just mm-hmm. genetically, you will always be tall, obviously. Mm-hmm. And lean and but so but like your muscles really have changed yes. and the, the shape of your body has changed and even like you know when you post the pictures of yourself in the gym like it's obvious that your muscles have really changed and that you've lost mm-hmm. a lot of weight mm-hmm. and so many people were like wow joy you look great and as i was reading those i was just thinking like man i know this is coming from such a positive place mm-hmm. but i just can't help but feel like it was just landing kind of just left of center Mm-hmm. And so I said something about it on Instagram stories the next day and was like, I in no me in no way want to call anybody out for saying that because right, I know did a good job of that. You're like, look, from, I like, know, yeah, a nice place. Like you know, nobody comes and says, nobody says you look great sarcastically. Like everyone was coming there to say like. Hey Joy, I know you're. Fi- I know you feel like shit, but you look great. Right, right, right. And in our society, that has become like an acceptable thing to say to someone. Like you might feel like shit, but like, hey, you're you're losing weight. So like, that's a pus, right? Like you might be going through chemo, but like, hey, you lost those ten pounds. Right. And or people who I'm not even kidding, and I know again, like there has to be some laughter in this, but there have been people who've been like, oh, I wish I had that. <laughs> that's the thing, right? And it's like, yeah. okay, not like, not like from like people in my life have like joked about that, and I'm right. like, how do you and, respond to that? There, of course, is always like, you know, it varies person to person. And, yeah. um, you know, but I think what it really just brought up for me was a reminder to everyone that like, there's just no reason to comment on people's bodies unless you specifically are being asked. And I can think of few and far between scenarios in my life where I've asked anyone like, hey, how do you feel about my body right now? No, I, I don't think I've ever. Never. Uh-uh. <laughs> Maybe I've asked Scott like what something looks like. Maybe me. my doctor. Does this, does this dress look okay? But yeah, like I also think that the intention, like you said, was positive of wanting to encourage me, but also just, I don't think it's saying that you look great, like isn't, it shouldn't be a compliment of like how you look, your body looks, you know what I mean? Right. So we really just wanted to like, so then I, I posted that, that post on, I posted like a series of Instagram stories kind of basically saying like, hey. I noticed this and I just want to remind everybody that like joy is certified, certifiably unhealthy right yeah, now. I'm not healthy. Yeah. Like this should not be like, you look great. I'm like, no, I don't want to look like this. Like, and like all of your blood work is in unhealthy ranges. Like you're mm-hmm. like by the books unhealthy. And as yep. much as we say to people like, oh, you know, it's just about being healthy. Then you can't flip the coin and say, yeah, but you look great. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and even someone commented something very important that looking great isn't thin. Right. Like it shouldn't be thin is the look great. Like right. the whole defining what look great means is fucked up. So there were really like two responses that I had to. And the first one sure. was v- sort of my knee jerk reaction before I wrote anything was like, how far do we did we think we had come only to then be so quickly congratulated on skinniness? Yep. But then number two, the big one being like, we just don't need to be commenting on people's bodies. And for so many reasons. I mean, the big one is like, we just have better things to say. There's better ways to encourage someone. There's better ways to congratulate someone. There's better ways to ask how someone's doing. There's, you know, and even if if I were to see somebody and notice, hey, you've gained a lot of weight or you've lost a lot of weight, instead of going up to them and being like, wow, 
you've gained a lot of weight. Is everything okay? I might just say, hey, is everything okay? Like, why even make it about their body? Right, and make it about their body. Yeah. Like, it, you know, so we had a lot of great comments as well. Like, hey, Dre, yeah. you look great. Thank you so much for this message. Thank you so much for putting yourself, not you look, you know, hey, Dre, you're, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you for continuing to put in the work. I know this must be hard. You're showing up. That's so awesome. You know, it's so inspiring to see you, you know, continuing to go to the gym and, and continuing to like try to do that for your mental health. And, you know, we got so many great comments. And then we also got so many responses from people once I posted those stories with these just heartbreaking stories of going through different things in their lives where they either lost or gained weight. And it was people really praising thinness, which made me really upset. And, you know, like somebody was like, you know, my mom had terminal cancer and everyone in her like so many people were just like, wow, you look great. And it was just heartbreaking because she was dying. Yeah. And, you know, people who were like, yeah, I have ulcerative colitis and I can't eat, you know, or I have gastroparesis and I literally can't eat more than a couple hundred calories a day. But because I'm quote unquote bigger, I don't quote unquote look malnourished. Right. And people are congratulating me on losing weight. And in the meantime, I'm looking at having to get a feeding tube because my body can't digest food anymore. And, you know, just all these things. And I just like, and even if it's not to that degree, I was thinking about this more and I feel like I'm just on this huge soapbox right now of this whole episode. So whatever, I'm just going to run with it. I was thinking about this more after we'd gotten all those stories that really just validated like just don't comment on people's bodies but if your body goes through a change you also don't have to have like a a diagnosis to justify that sure you know it can just go through a change because yeah you discovered a brownie recipe that you really liked and you you ate it a bunch of times in a row yeah. Or whatever the case may be. You got COVID and now you can't taste anything anymore. And so you're not interested in food. And so you lost weight, you know, or like literally anything. Or you could be trying to lose weight and you lost weight. Still fine. Still Let's just somebody start asking people like, how are you doing? How are you doing? What's something you, how are you? you're working on right now? You know, and if like that person brings up and is like, well, thanks for asking. I've lost 25 pounds from this, you know, from CrossFit. I don't know if you've heard of it, (laughs) like let them bring it up, you know, but like, and I think we talked about this. We have talked about this in relation to postpartum where people always want to say like, oh, you know, your body created two babies. Like, isn't it amazing? Just honor it for doing that. I'm like, I don't want to have to honor it for anything other than just holding my organs inside me. Like, thank you body for just holding my organs in place. And I don't, there's no prerequisite to justifying weight loss or weight gain or the weight that you are and the weight you have always been. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we all need that reminder. And maybe question if your first instinct is to look at someone's body and maybe think about their body or think about commenting about their body, why you're doing that or what could be something different that you're noticing about that person Mm -hmm. instead of their, their looks. And also guys, like I think the other thing is to know that like this still happens to a lot of us as a knee jerk reaction. When we look at someone, you you might see someone on Instagram stories and think like, wow, they got really skinny. And we have all been living inside this diet culture world for so long that that Mm -hmm. might never go away. Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of just just think, take a pause. Just and, think that thought and be like, wow. Yeah, that's diet what, culture talking. That's diet culture talking. Like, wow, what an uninteresting thing to notice about someone. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's like we've been really, really brainwashed through that. And I think that's a very true statement, Claire. And I think that, you know, when I posted that and when the comments kind of came in around it, it was like, I wanted to just be like, you have no idea how, mm. what I would give to be able to run right now. <laughs> you have no idea what I'd give to like be able to do Fran right now as 
much as that sucks, like I would give anything to be like, I'm going to go lift a barbell above my head. Like I just got another result back that I really cannot do any exercise that gets my heart rate up other than walking Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not power walking, walking lightweights can't do anything that like gets my heart rate up. So I have to do like some reps, rest, Mm -hmm. light yoga, not power yoga. Like I'm on pretty strict orders. So that is my health right now. And it's because of an autoimmune disease and it's making me very weak. I really want to have muscular arms again and that may not happen. Who knows? I'm just taking it day by day, but really just think that people and their bodies remember health is not a number. It's not a shape. Mm-hmm. And I think that the one last thing about that is that when you unknowingly comment on someone's body, if they're going through something that can stick with them forever and mm-hmm. does stick with them forever. And, you know, we also heard people telling us like, yeah, I've had disordered eating or even even eating disorders for a long time. And it started when. I got really sick and lost a lot of weight and people complimented me so much that when I stopped being sick, I was afraid to go back to eating because I got so much. It was like you when you were doing macros and it was like you're, you know, you lost your period, but you were getting so much positive feedback that even now years later, it still messes with your mind Mm -hmm. when, you know, your pants that you wore during your macro phase like don't fit. Oh, yeah. I remember texting you for such a mind fuck. And I, you know, and so. That's just another another of seemingly endless reasons to just mm-hmm. don't go there. And, you yeah. know, because again, like then you may be kind of basically telling someone like your body looks the best when it's sick. Yeah. And that's like a shitty thing to hear. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. again, I know if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, Claire, you're calling me out. <laughs> I know that everyone who wrote those comments were doing it yeah. from a place. And, I'm, sure. and I say that completely unironically and completely not passive aggressively. And this is just an opportunity for us to kind of Think about it and be reminded not to do that. Yes. Okay. So. Can we play a transition song? Yes. Can we? I don't know. Well, okay. Because this is Ty's song. So I forgot to play Ty's song last week. And the reason that I didn't is because. Um, we didn't have the file, right? We should, yeah. She doesn't have a file. It's only on Spotify. So she is the one who wrote the song or sang the song, Don't Shoot Me Santa. It's so cute. So here, I'm going to play a little bit. That's so cute. I Not love cute. it. It's she, beautiful. It's like a it's beautiful. beautiful. Song. I, I love it. She rocks. And so I messaged her right before we were, you know, going to publish last week's episode. And I was like, do you have a file? I can't put the song in unless I have a file. So Ty, you're a badass. All right. What was our <laughs> next topic? Okay. So on Instagram last week. So we did ask the question last week was about superstitions. We didn't get very many replies. So maybe let's save those for next week so we can talk about the things that everyone called the farts when they were growing up. Oh my God. Let's do it. Okay. So we'll save your voice memos about superstitions from last week. Um, and if you have some, you can still submit yeah, them. Yeah, still yeah. submit them. Last week, I was starting to think like, you know, we had um, a question several weeks ago of like, what was like something that happened in your house growing up that you like didn't realize was super weird until you left? And we got so many funny questions. 
And then I was thinking about what I can't remember, like something funny that like one of my kids said. Yeah, it must have been Miles because Evie can't talk. Right. Funny that Miles <laughs> one of my kids said the child that can talk. The child that can talk. Um, and I was like, it made me start thinking that when I was growing up, we called farting shooting a bunny. And I was like, where the hell did that come from? Like, if you if you farted, it was like, oh, you shot a bunny. And I'm sure that people who heard it were like, oh my god, what? But so it just got me to thinking, like, what sayings did you oh say in your home yes, that, yes. you know, didn't that you didn't realize until later on? And most of them, guys, were about what about you call farts, which really was like more than I was hoping. So for. good. So I would like to read some of these to you because they are very funny. OK, uh, this one says they called farting telling a bottom secret. <laughs> Stepping on ducks, air poop, leaving a present, was passing gas, floating an air biscuit. Oh, someone once, I heard a comedian once call it food ghosts. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Farts, fart jokes and farts will never get old. Never. They'll never be not funny. Never. Um, <laughs> One time, Scott and I were sitting there. JT was sitting on the floor, like he was sitting straight up, and his butt was on the like the hardwood floor. And JT farted, like audibly farted. I've like never heard a dog like audibly fart. Like JT does not audibly fart, and it was so funny. We just started laughing so hard. We're like, "Did that? Was that JT?" <laughs> no, it's never not funny. <laughs> never. Um, not funny. Even Evie, when she farts, she goes, "Dude." <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Mr. Poo Poo knocking at the door. <laughs> Ripped a turtle. These are all just fart names. There's so oh many other God. answers. Bumper was passing gas. Someone else said they said shoot a bunny. Yeah. So this is a mind blowing experience for me, guys, because multiple people were like, yeah, we shot bunnies too. And I'm like, this makes it worse. Like You're I was like, willing oh my to God. accept that it was just some like completely nonsensical thing that my family made up. But to know that it was this not just there? us. It's out there. Now I'm like, where did this come from? Oh my God. That's really so funny. So funny. I love that we just ended this podcast talking about farts. This one says, we called farts hiney burps. <laughs> uh, poofer, because fart was a bad word. Let's see here. Barking spiders. That was, you know, got oh, a lot I of loved those. barking spiders. Barking spiders. <laughs> Somebody said, like, stepped in a barking toad. That's a good, that classic one. Mm -hmm. Also, we called farts ducks. Example, did you just duck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh good stuff release the hippo gator oh no <laughs> whenever my dad would pass gas a lot of you guys also had like specific names just for your dad farting, for your dad yeah. which i think is legit yeah for sure so brandon said he, if he ever found out that i talked about this on the podcast he would die of embarrassment but he does that thing that some people do when if they're walking and they have to fart they like lift up their hip you know what i'm talking about sort of like cock their hip a little bit so, so now we refer to that as the jim cook salute <laughs> okay so there were a couple other ones like non-fart related uh-huh we all we always said lord love a duck when we were upset i love when people say cheese and rice when they're mad instead of yes just yeah or like shut the front door shut the front door is my favorite burzer wurzers for it's cold that one sounds <laughs> totally made up but i love it my family used the word dingle flots instead of penis <laughs> okay <laughs> A couple people said skinning a cat for getting undressed. Um, a couple people had, this person says, calling over easy eggs dippy. Ordering dippy eggs at Waffle House was eye-opening. <laughs> like, that's the other thing is I would love to hear, like, the backup story of, like, the first time I said this in public and everyone just stared at me <laughs> and I realized oh my God. that most people didn't call it shooting a bunny. 
Oh, that's so funny. So thank you guys for playing along with these because they were hilarious. So funny. And and I, also I really appreciated that like there was a, ma- a major theme in here of people yeah. who it was only their dads who said these weird things. Loved it. Which is so Love funny. It. That's such a dad thing. My dad would tell us to mung bean, which meant to calm down. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. This one says, in response to so, to so, my dad would say, sew buttons on your underwear and call it a dress. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. I love that, Dad. <sighs> sew buttons so on funny. your underwear and call it a dress. Sure. Okay. Can I end with my um, new favorite reality show? Yes, please. <laughs> if you need a new reality fix, Bling Empire is your show. It is the reality show version of Crazy Rich Asians, and it's fantastic. Now, these people have way more money than I think any reality show rich people have ever seen. Like, unbelievable amounts of money. So, um, the characters are amazing. It's like just the right amount of trash reality shots of California and Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. I am in love. If you need a good brain break, do it. It's the best. And then DM me about it because I want to talk to someone about the show because I love it so much. And I thought it was great that people were like, oh, have you seen um, all these other shows? And I was like, yes, Joy has seen all the shows. <laughs> if it has reality show, I haven't watched. There's one. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But there's one reality like wives show that I haven't watched yet. But I, I got into the Bling Empire first. And I was like, oh, first episode, I'm hooked. I really can't wait for Selling Sunset to come back. <gasps> I love that show so much. It's so ridiculous. Funny. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging in there with us during a lot of soapboxing. And I feel like we ended it on a high note. So we're not going to do a question yeah. for, next, for next week since we're going to play some of your superstition ones next week, potentially. Go ahead and send us any more if you have them. Uh, or just a hello. Just, like, what's up? Just what's, send us what a hello. What is up? What are you doing? What's going on today? Just, you know, how are you? How are you? You know what? You know what I would actually yeah. love? If somebody has had a successful conversation with someone who you were not incredibly close with necessarily, who, you know, was like going on the conspiracy theory lane. You pulled them out. Yeah. Let us know about it. I would just be interested to hear how it went. That's the end of that sentence. All right, guys. (laughs) So don't forget, you can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can always stream all of our content from joyandclaire.com. You can always email us at thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. We're on Facebook sometimes, I guess, under Joy and Claire. We don't really Facebook anymore. Yeah, we don't. Does anyone? Does anyone? Does anyone Facebook anymore? We are transcribing our episodes now so you can see transcriptions of our episodes coming yeah, soon. On joyandclaire.com. So yeah. um, they're gonna be they're gonna come out probably about a week after the episode itself or a week to two weeks after the episode itself. So unfortunately they won't be released the same exact day. And that's because like, you know, we sorry if you can hear Evie yelling in the background. She's Oh, that's okay. I thought it was something. my cat. No, it's my <laughs> I was like, two-year-old. is that Lua? <laughs> it sounds like a cat meowing. <laughs> I, and now she's knocking. <laughs> um, she, uh, she can't open the door in this room. Ha ha. Do you, <laughs> she really her. wants to get in though. Um, but just because of the timeline, like we only record a couple days before we release. And so there's just not time to get that all transcribed. Right. Um, but we are excited to be, to have that. So you can just, you know, search for things a little bit more easily and scroll through if you don't want to listen to the whole episode. Um, so coming soon for many of our recent episodes and then coming later for some of our older episodes. <laughs> cool, All right, guys. guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.